0: playing a bunch of that hood game and it does look great i will get like i bought it there i'm absolutely going to start playing it because i yeah. really like Led by daylight and it seems like that but with a bunch more mechanics that are so much more interesting it's weird there's some people i thought would love it have bounced off it
1: completely because they're like they're they're like oh combat's too stiff and then like there's one guy i know who's like a streamer and like professional streamer and he was like down stuff i played one round hated it refunded it and i'm like why and he's like because half the time combat didn't work i was like were you out of stamina and he's like what i'm like yeah, <laughs> were you out of stamina and he's like oh it could have been i'm like yeah it's- and he's like it's not very well tutorialized i do get that because like you're in the middle of a fight you don't have the time to look down at a flashing red little bar at the bottom yeah yeah you stamina, so.
0: no it's such a good streamer game and dead by daylight is a ridiculously good streamer game because yeah it's a little bit clunky and there are so many things that could go wrong yes at any moment yeah you like if you see someone playing a game well you can watch them play a game well and like they might chat to you and stuff like that but like the reason i watch people play minecraft or dead by daylight or anything is because no matter how well they're doing they could fuck up in a moment or the, the wrong killer that they weren't expecting could just pounce on them and they're like i didn't even know this was the killer at the moment Ah, oh, I, sh- I was looking out for this one guy yeah. and i didn't even think to look behind me over here
1: That i mean like um, i've had a few moments like that when i've been streaming it Um, there was one last night i don't know if you were there when it happened but like a guy the enemy brought the thing all the way up to near where their extraction point was so if you people don't know there's a map I, and then yeah, like, i saw it. so this one there was the the spawn points were southeast and southwest and there's like a large kind of bridge and a few walls and separating the two but you can open up the routes between them um you had to go and then the extractions are east west and due south. And then there's three other locations that you can capture in the map, in the northern half of the map, which will which become spawn points, but the enemy can take them back off you. And yes. the enemy got the you have to go in, pickpocket the key off the sheriff, go and this open up the room. Go.
0: It's got the whole Robin Hood vibe. So you're, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like, like a, they haven't specifically a hero said thing. Robin,
1: but it's like one yeah. of the factions is called Loxley, as in Robin of Loxley. Yeah, yeah. And there's like they don't say the sheriff of Nottingham, but you know, he's the and sheriff. The, the the main archer character is called Robin, and the, the the kind of assassin character, assassin hunter character is Marianne, and then uh, Marianne's sorry, and then there's uh, no, it's Marianne. Yeah, it's Marianne. It's yeah, not Marianne. It is Marianne. Um, is Marianne, and then you have Tuck, but it's T-O-O-K-E, and then you've uh, John, and he's the biggest guy. Yeah. Um, he's definitely not little. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but yeah, so like, the and your teams are made up of these guys. You can take like two of one and leave one of them out. I actually had a game happen where it was three Robins and me as the assassin, and we still won. And I was like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Chris. Like none of us died for the entire game. Because the guys just anytime they tried to push anywhere, there was three snipers, and I'm just yeah. running around on my own, like lifting
0: up the chest and running off. So they just <laughs> left me to, to play the game and they just butchered the other team. There's there's like that old Animaniacs cartoon where like the baby is crawling and the dog's trying to make sure that the baby doesn't get hurt. Yeah, it's just pretty you much. walking. You yeah, me want to chest really slowly. And arrows
1: raining down around. The um So anyway, the but what, what happened was we were playing. And the enemy had spawned southeast, we'd spawned southwest. They grabbed the chest and they brought it all the way. They were like 20 feet from the, the uh, eastern extraction. And we killed them and we got the chest back. And the guy who picked it up starts bringing it towards the thing that's right in front of him. like, I'm standing in front of him and I'm like trying to attack him. I'm like, no, get the fuck away from this. If you put it here, we lose. Because <laughs> like, we can't take their spawn point immediately beside it. But they can t- cut off any ones that we have in their half of the map. I'm like yeah. just bring it back to the halfway point then we're both fighting equally and we'll win and he plops it down and then we lose but i was screaming at the screen like, this guy's a fucking idiot <laughs> like... so i mean like it's weird though like because normally in games like i won't play apex legends because it's a team game and i hate playing team games at randos but this game i didn't care this game i was like the reason why like i picked it up because it was like it looks like something i'm gonna love I want to play it and then if it's good then i can like but if i need a team i can like twist my arm at just the arm of a few it's, of my mates and get them playing it but i'm like yeah. i'm perfectly happy to play it on my own if my mates no. pick
0: it up even better it's it's the kind of team game because like in apex legends you stay together in a group of three you don't split up because you need to be like doing suppressing fire and your yeah. your abilities uh boost each other somebody puts down a smoke screen and somebody else can zip line through it or something in this game it feels a bit more like journey in that like you can stealth off and start doing your own thing and if you meet up with one of your own teammates you can like one can distract and the other can flank yeah but there's nothing there's nothing to say you have to do that there's nothing to like like you get an extra boost if the two you're together and you're working together yeah but if if they're killing someone over there you can just see well they got that sorted I'm they've gonna got a
1: yeah. yeah and I, like the, there's a few times like you'll spot a good player when they get in a one-on-one fight with the with the um
0: the sheriff? One of, no, we want the enemies. You don't fight the sheriff. If the sheriff gets close enough to hit you, you're dead. It's an instant kill. I saw. I saw that you doing a a John versus John hammer time battle. And then he's just picks up, the sheriff just walks up behind the other John, picks him up and slams him into the ground. And you're just running away, giggling. going, Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to distract him long
1: enough. But like, but you see people doing that, like, like without communication at all, you're coming up behind, you see a player and they're in a fight, but you can see that they're blocking a lot. And you're like, shit, okay. And you sprint over to them because they're maybe like 50, 60 meters away. And you get over to them. As you come up, you see them fighting someone else. And they start positioning themselves so the enemy is between you and them because they you know they want you to walk up and assassinate them because you're like i can't beat yeah. this guy in a fight so they're backing up and they're blocking and then you're just like like weave up behind and assassinate and you can see good players doing that they just there's no communication they just instinct right this is how i got to deal with this and then you players don't know what they're doing and you're like yeah it's a new game and like it yeah. took me a few games to figure that shit out as well like but it's it's really good to see the the, like the thought process in someone else you know exactly what they're thinking you're yeah. like i don't even we don't even need a ping system i know what you want me to do and we're gonna do this yeah, so yeah. it's fine
0: it's gonna be beautiful there's something about that as well when it's not ai it's other people in dead by daylight sometimes people play the game and they're just getting all of their challenges for the day and it'll be one person as a survivor and one person as a killer and they work together mm. and you end up with that like uh you traitor feeling that actually works really well in in horror movies where like one guy has decided to side with the vampires and he's like you catch him eating a bug you're like oh you monster you were with them the whole time because then the survivor can run perks to find other survivors and just starts chasing you and you're like this try to stay away from both the killer and one of the survivors and try to finish the map or just try to make sure they don't like they get points for being in chases and things like that that you do things to end their chases, do things to d- destroy them, or like do things to hamper the other survivor. Yeah, and it's like you're not, you know you're probably not going to win, but on certain maps you're like I could actually hide and just draw this out, and they end up not getting any of their points for the entire game. Uh, and like just just oh I'm going to keep them here if they if they are going to cheat I'm going to make them have like the slowest game that's ever happened. And I, I, I think the game does
1: something to stop people rage quitting really well, like hood in that we I've had games where we got the chest over. We put the chest onto the extraction point, so that's a hundred gold straight away for everyone on the team. And then yeah. every time you winch it up a pip or a notch, as they call it, you get another hundred gold for everyone on the team. And we get yep. all of them except the last one. The enemy team comes in, beats us, or gets like uh, you know two or three of us enough to overwhelm us, and then manages to get the the last one. out. they win, but we get all the gold. And yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, that's fine. You know, like if yeah. if your opponent steamrolls you, like um that's one thing you're like okay cool the team just didn't work or their team worked together really well it just didn't click whatever but you don't feel like if that happens it's over fast you're done you're it yeah if definitely. you're if if it's the constant back and forth and like, we got two pips and then they got a pip and then we got a pip and then they got two and it's that type of stuff you're still like shit like they didn't get much more than me they got the they got the credit for the win but that isn't a huge amount of extra money
0: yeah so it's i do um, like that the daily challenges are great as well, because it also forces people to play variety. Yeah. And like I was watching you guys play and you were get you weren't getting three little johns. You were getting you got a, a full spread at one stage, or maybe you'd get two archers, or maybe you get two assassins. Yeah. But you were never getting like everyone's little john.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, okay. So <laughs> the achievement that I got, yeah, I got two achievements in that game where nobody on my team died. Uh, okay. When I was playing with the, the three archers, and I was playing as the assassin, and the two I got were, were um, the where is this? Uh, the suspense is terrible. Successfully extract the treasure without killing anyone on the enemy team. That's pretty good. I like that because I didn't kill them. They they <laughs> just carrying yeah, the chest. yeah. No, no, I just carried it, and then the other one is called not today. Avoid dying for the entire duration of the match and successfully extract the treasure. And uh, there's so many there's so many references as well to Game of Thrones in it like that one. Not today. Uh, yeah. One of the achievements I got for Tuck is Lord of Light. Uh, Very good. That type of thing. Like, there's that's everything. But like, I, I just. um, Yeah, it's just a, it's a game I can see my I've put 19, nearly 20 hours into it. And I started playing Think- it at like 6 p.m. on Friday and it's now 7 p.m. on Sunday. So like in <laughs> the last 48 hours, I have played 20 hours of this game.
0: Uh, anyone out there who are making games and use the word mvp i think it's actually pretty close to a perfect mvp game where instead of and you can see where they're going to go with it a little bit but uh you have the mechanics you have four classes they could have started with 10 classes they started with four Mm. they have the stealth bit they have all this kind of stuff and you can they put it into people's hands at exactly the right moment and that's what i always think the mvp is is We've got it to a point where we think it's a fun game and we probably have loads of plans. We probably have loads of new maps, characters, all sorts of mechanics, new yeah. types of enemies. But what we, we kind of want to see is what the players make of the game here and how to shape give, it as well. Give them the core version and see yeah. what it is. I like, give it It
1: is, it, it is for, that. It's the it's the minimum viable product. But I mean, like it's polished up a lot. Some people, are, yeah, like I said, people have complained about the combat. People have complained about like the animations are kind of janky. It's like paired animations are a nightmare to do. I can tell yeah. you that as somebody who's worked on a game that has so many paired animations. Paired animations in a single player game are hard to do,
0: never mind a multiplayer Wait, it's game. It's also a fairly vertical game. You could be up above or down below. Suddenly, yeah. people are all over the place. The idea that, like, yeah, you shoot, you, I shot up at someone and killed them and he ragdolled in a weird way. And it's like, man, come on. Yeah. Like, if you, like, what a lot of people don't realize is if you look at a
1: game where you're like, oh, all the animations look at it, paired animation is when the player character interacts with. An enemy character. Often, you get a little kind of cutscene, but not always. Yeah. Uh, a good example of apparent animation: the glory kills in Doom. Those yes, are yes, yes. things. But you'll also notice that, like people who played it, notice it, that you snap slightly when you do those. At the very start, there's like a two or three second, a uh, two or three frame blur, where the enemy will teleport into position, or you will, and to complete it, it's a lot harder to notice in first-person games. In third-person yeah. games, it's really easy to notice. Such as Sodor is the one I worked on. It's great. It's super easy to notice it. And with those ones, you'll notice in a lot of the games that paired animations work really well when the train is flat, when mm. it is a street, or it is a rooftop, or it is it is something where the player character and the target are on the same fixed spot, or the player target uh, the player character can only have a very small range of positions they can be in, and the other person can be in a different level to them. Uh, for example, the in assassin's creed the ledge assassination when you're hanging off a legend there's a guy standing above you you can reach up and grab him and throw yeah. him off he has to be directly above you they're all very tightly controlled in this open world and sorry for pulling back the curtain a little bit on people but like this this <laughs> this is how this works yeah. whereas in this when it's like you cannot guarantee that the enemy player will be where you want them to be for the prayer animation to work sometimes they're just going to be disconnected sometimes it's going to be you know there there is a like a half step of the ground or like one of the extraction points is literally on a hill
0: so you're yeah. just going to be fighting people who are either directly above or below we, you the, one of the ways we got the ships moving quite naturally in the star trek game is there's a point where the ship actually is at all times yeah. and then there's a visual representation of the ship that's always trying to get there yes i remember and that when it's i remember move, that yeah and like when they're in combat, they're circling each other and stuff where we're like moving the stuff around, but they're just trying to get back into position. Yeah. And then when one ship explodes, the other ship just slowly naturally pulls up because it's just it pulling back into position that's now free because the other ship isn't there anymore. Yeah. And it actually looks quite well of like them like, you know, going out of battle mode and back into like explore, exploration mode. It works quite well. Is that DK and Tim who built that? Uh, A DK I know is the original job Fair. uh no the, the most recent version of it tim probably did the all the navigation stuff i know oh, yeah the, i'm thinking like yeah, the OG non-mash. stuff like when i was there yeah, when yeah it was
1: like coming up with like how do we make this look good how do we get
0: the ship to go from point yeah, b to yeah. point b back T- in the back tim in the glory go- days <laughs> in- tim did a lot of prototyping stuff that then eventually just became the game and was like and we rebuild this now and it was like oh, it's kind of working it's working use it uh, yeah yeah
1: uh, that's um a uh, good friend of ours who used to work with tim um he yep. has worked on oh shit what other name is it? Um, Oh, God.
0: It was up for a bunch of awards. Why can I not think of it now? His most recent game. It's not the one that he presented to us ages ago that looked like uh, Dark Souls, but in the Call of the Wild style. Or no. something like Call of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. No, I. i, I Yeah,
1: no, no. Um, <laughs> where are we? I need to look it up.
0: Finish that game, Tim. The, the Wind Waker Dark Souls um, was really interesting.
1: Uh, if found. Oh, really? Yeah. He worked on it oh, found. I so i found uh yeah like it's, it's when you look up developers on wikipedia developer dreamfield publisher anna interactive designer laura mcgee programmer tim sabo yeah so yeah he programmed the whole thing um it was a visual novel Um it's got like it was nominated for the games for impact awards at the game awards in 2020 uh outstanding video game at the glad media awards um uh, it's like its reviews are like it's Metacritic like 88 or something like that. Uh, got a bunch of nine out of 10s from like Destruct Died, GameSpot, and stuff like that. Fantastic game, would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, he's, he's a good egg, is Tim. Knows his stuff. yep
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, me, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. We've been doing the Crafty Peaks uh, channel, which is uh, Lilith's uh, baby, where he decided that we should all be playing on a Minecraft server. We should all record videos. And the idea that like content is king on the internet now—you have to be putting stuff out every week. But if there's three or four of us putting stuff out, we can all put stuff out like once a month. Yeah. And it looks—it like, looks like there's stuff coming out every week for the Crafty Peak stuff. It's actually working quite well. I did not think I'd have time to be doing it, but you just record when everybody's online, have a few chats, cut it back down. Uh, yeah. I find editing video really like meditative anyway. Yeah. So, so it's me. I, I, it's like I was
1: initially brought on to be part of that and just like my computer then blew up and it was a whole period and then I was like I know I gotta work on this like my bit working the DLC stuff got really busy. Um part of it as well was just time zones for me. Yeah. There's like one time of a week where I would be on and there would be other people on. And that other people would be would be eighteen. <laughs> like that's yeah. it. So exactly. I'm like I am off out in the middle of nowhere and I will get back to it because I do have a plan for something to build but it's not like you guys are doing your thing and you guys are like tens of thousands of blocks away from me because I have yeah. gone deep I have gone deep deep away from everyone I'm like I have an idea if I want to build something so I have to figure it out so that you guys can eventually I can like breadcrumb you guys to it and then when you find it there's like a bunch yeah. of challenges and shit and you can be like okay cool this is the thing that we yeah can do. so
0: I I I did a scavenger hunt recently and just where I put a bunch of stuff around and uh, I immediately was like, wait, you could be building escape rooms and things in like this. If you just said to people, don't break or place any blocks, but get through this area. Yeah. You could do some really cool stuff. Yeah. You can only, even you, like, can, oh,
1: you get them. So that it's, it's like, you can only, um, what is it? You can only place or remove blocks. So you can only place blocks or remove blocks if they're in this starting chest. Because I've seen that done yes. by people where they've like they encase the entire area in obsidian. So it's like you you can't I, get in and out first, and it's like,
0: Yep, cool. So you're going in with this, I, off you go. I literally did that. I started collecting obsidian and made a little chest, a little two chests, so it's like a two-player game to see who like go through the escape room. And I put it in. The idea is you walk into the obsidian room and you've put everything you've got on you into the chests. Yeah. And then when you come out, there are chests outside that you can start using. But I discovered that you can now break obsidian if you just Attack it with any tool for over a minute. Where clearly they've it's decided not, it's that not,
1: it's not diamond only anymore.
0: Maybe if you have a diamond pickaxe, it no, no, it's not diamond only. It is it used to be, iron, it used as to long be as you're happy. diamond only, which is fine. If somebody starts breaking it for more than a minute, I'll just dump a bolt. Do you know why that <laughs> is? A I'm, of water I'm on
1: almost certainly know why that is because it was an idea I Go had on. when me and you were playing on a server youngs ago and Leelis came on briefly. And he was like, "I'll just jump in every now and then." And I knew where he'd logged out, and I was going to build an obsidian cage around it. So you build an obsidian roof, an obsidian floor, and then a band yeah. every and like leave a one meter gap so he can yeah, look yeah. out, but he can't do anything. So every time he'd spawn in, <laughs> he'd be inside the cage. <laughs> and we'd be like, "Hi, yeah. Ryan." <laughs> it's because this is our pet. It's, it's definitely because of that. Somebody did that. So, they were like, "We need to give them a way out." This that, is terrible.
0: That. That did kind of happen where somebody had built redstone doors that open and close with pressure plates, but somebody had walked into them and then stopped and the doors closed on them, but they didn't suffocate and die. They just lived in there. And for the next three days, we were getting messages on Discord be like, yo, if anyone wants to log in and let me out, that'd be great. So we had to coordinate where I was like standing in this place i was like okay i'm logged in now he's like me too and i stood on the pressure plate and the doors opened and he was just in there looking at me going i'm free <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you you haven't been able to play the game for three days he's like no every time i logged in i was just in the door fantastic yeah um... um but yeah i i have one other one i watched a movie do you know the movie wild mountain time it's... i've heard of it
1: i've yeah. seen the trailer
0: do you, do you know anything about it i've seen the trailer (laughs) that's all right and i decided fuck am i watching that yeah so we we decided to watch it with a bunch of people on uh on a whatsapp group chatting to each other so i was watching it with people who know a huge amount about films and people who like have worked on active farms and things like that and it was amazing it was super fun to be just reading the the diatribe it's not even that like it starts getting bad it's um, it starts bad (laughs) it starts so bad and you're looking at Jamie Dornan being like, you're from the island of Ireland. How can you not keep us like a single accent? Emily Blunt goes between famine ghost and like bark, like 2006 barkeep. At any given moment, her her style, her acting is all over the place. She's sometimes a quiet man and sometimes an extra from Grabbers or like Love, Hate or something. <laughs> She's just not quite hitting it. Uh, and her, like it has to be the whoever was the Irish person on set who was uh, advising them must have had a vendetta against them because they let them get away with so much. They use the word grand incorrectly. And at one point, Emily Blunt's character comes out with a bottle and goes, oh, they have this new Guinness that we should try. And I was just like a new Guinness. New Guinness. That's what people are excited about. No. There was... br- no. Guinness have brought out this new type of Guinness. Guinness like, have released a new Guinness
1: twice. And once it was the same Guinness, but they just put the widget in the can
0: yeah and the other time Uh, it was white guinness and that very quickly went away she and she pours it out into two stemmed glasses and they just sit and sip it like it's brandy and i was just sitting there going someone's fucking with them this is insane this is absolutely insane uh but uh there is a reveal at one point and we should do a whole episode about reveals and movies i know we did twist endings once but there's a whole thing about like whether you earn a reveal, whether you, you have something in a movie that doesn't have to be a twist ending, but just changes the way you're looking at things. And uh, whether or not that is an earned thing or not. So I'm going to do, pretty quickly, because you don't know anything about Wild Mountain Time, and you can people can play along at home. Don't look up anything yet. So, so hang on, I'm, I'm can... just,
1: I'm, I just have the, the Wikipedia page open, and the plot is just a single line, so it doesn't give don't, anything
0: don't... away yeah so i'm gonna start telling you some beats from the movie go on. and you tell me if you can guess the the reveal guess the twist go on people at home who haven't seen the movie so it starts with two kids a guy and a girl the girl is besotted with the fella his name is anthony is, her name is rosemary no they're not they're not cousins okay it's not the movie's one called one. Well, Might and, Climb, and she's called rosemary you would expect someone else in the movie to be called parsley or sage but absolutely not uh there's a bit at the start where she's just staring out the window with her hands across her chest going, Anthony. And he looks out into the middle distance and says, Mother Nature, why did you make me so? He's gay. So you would think that they were going to go for that. But no, they they address that at one point. Uh, Rosemary loves him from the jump. At uh, one point he smells a flower and his nose goes orange from the pollen and another girl makes fun of him and he he shoves a girl down uh, and if you could either go this is romantic comedy or this could be a very troubling sign from a, in a thriller that this is just gonna say like does, well.
1: he, does he also kill animals and start fires? Like
0: is this the the the, the, the triad that's yeah. like go on be much so, criminal minds so, again? Go on. So yeah, it's gonna be one of these characters. So Rosemary's father tells her that she's a white swan. That's a thing that happens. She sings Swan Lake for the rest of the entire movie. Uh he she sings Floatstar- swan- she, Go on, she carry, on, carry on. I don't care. Carry on. He Forget he's really weird. He's supposed to be a middle-aged farmer, like, and he is completely by himself. Seems very lonely. Uh, this whole thing. At one point, someone straight up asks him if he's gay, and he's like, "No, no, not at all." Uh, he his father tells him that he's never going to get the farm because he doesn't have a wife. So he starts practicing. He's going to propose to Rosemary, and he starts talking to animals and proposes to a donkey just to practice and that's played for laughs. Everybody thinks that's very funny. Then he wears a big coat and a, has a metal detector and walks around the farm. These are, I suspect, supposed to be clues, but they are just romantic comedy fodder. It's just silly things that happen. He falls out of a boat into the water. He gets wet, things like that. <laughs> um, well. yeah. She smokes. She she ballet dances on the farm. Uh, she travels to New York in with John Hamm and then travels back the same day after watching a ballet. Uh, and she talks about suicide and keeps a loaded gun. Uh, do, you want some, do you want some lines from the movie? Not really, but go on. She says, uh, this is her with her best quiet man accent, saying things like, oh, it's like a kettle boiling blood that comes up in me. Uh, and she says, I can't stand a man with feelings. And he says, a man with feelings should be put down. And I'm not, doing, I'm not doing a jokey, quiet man accent. Or quiet, This is how they speak to each other. And he says, why would you want to smell the cows on me when you could smell the lilies on him, speaking of John Ham. Uh, and then she starts going on about men are beasts. They need the height to balance out the goodness of women. And women are the salvation of the world. And as, at this point that I figured, that the twist was that she was a complete manic, uh, she was in a manic episode, traveling to New York and back in a day, talking about suicide, having these delusions of grandeur. Any any guesses at all what the reveal might be at the end of the movie? It's a dream. No.
1: She's in a mental home.
0: I thought she was in a mental home. I actually thought for a while that she'd killed him at the very start, and that's why she was obsessed with him, and that's why he didn't get the farm and stuff, because he wasn't around anymore. No, he thinks he's a honeybee. That's it. That's, he's a furry. He He believes he's a bee and wants to live as a bee. And then they, after he says this to her, they fall into each other's arms and it's a happy ever after. And she literally says, after he says, I'm a bee, she goes, I don't care. As it, like, it's, it is the most insane <laughs> pseudo reveal I've ever seen in a movie. He, he smells a flower at the start. That's it. That's the only clue in the entire movie that he- might... No, no,
1: no, bees are famous for their metal
0: detectors. he like he doesn't buzz at any point he doesn't wear stripes he doesn't he doesn't decorate his house with flowers or like it it, there would be a really good way to do this where you keep going towards he's gay and he's got what you would see as effeminate things he would lots of flowers in the house he keeps his farm really well he's really kind animals he's this reclusive but very kind man nope they don't do any of that what the fuck
1: <laughs> so I'm looking up the guy who wrote this. His name is John Patrick Shanley. So obviously he's yep. he thinks he's Irish, but he's not. He's from America. Yep. Yep. He's are, are, are born in the Bronx to an Irish American family. Sure. This guy's won oh. awards.
0: Yep. The, the play, it, the play that this film is based on, won a Tony Award for best play. And I bet it was all that a man with feelings should be put down. I bet it was all that grim fucking. Sorry, it didn't win it. It was nominated. Irish, Sorry, it was nominated. He has won the Academy
1: Award for Best Original Screenplay, yep. the Pulitzer Prize, and the Tony Award for Drama for the same yep. fucking thing, Doubt, A Parable, which was then adapted into a film with um, Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Amy Adams and stuff.
0: Yep. But, like... It's, it's entirely insane. And the movie's set in, like, 2006, and they, they all speak they like, their famine era. And, but, again, I was watching it with a guy who's, who's worked on a farm, and he kept just texting us things like, they're just leaving the gate open? Like, what's happening There's here? I'm multiple, not... multiple Irish actors who worked on this. Yep. How fucking hard up for work were they? Christopher Walken does the best Irish accent in the whole movie, and he keeps almost breaking it to Christopher Walken. He's like, Well, you know yourself that I can't believe in you. The farm! <laughs> like, he, ne- he keeps nearly doing it. Ah, oh, know, but that's a bit. I had a farm. That's like, that
1: is an Irish accent. That's a, that's a, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a Drahada. Dra- dra- he actually has dra-de. died, isn't it? De, like, first off, the main character's name, Rosemary Muldoon. Muldoon is not an Irish surname. Or yes. if it is, it's one that's fucking disappeared centuries ago. Yeah, yeah. It's fu- fucked never... off to other countries. Every Muldoon, Muldoon, Muldoon got on a famine ship he... and
0: pissed off somewhere else. Muldoon is not an Irish name. That's why you call an American cop in a cartoon. Officer Muldoon.
1: Anthony Riley, fine. I know Ant- I know, guys called Anthony Riley. That's fine. <laughs> John Hamm, Adam Kelly. His name is more Irish than the fucking main character. Yeah, absolutely. Tony Riley, <laughs> Ethan Muldoon. <laughs> And then Eleanor, there's a woman called Eleanor. How many how many no, I actually know a
0: single Irish woman called Eleanor. So everyone calls her She's in the movie. She walks out of a room at one point and just starts going right, chatty, bye, 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 bye bye, bye bye, 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 bye. And that's the most Irish thing in the movie movies. like i've I've seen people do that. That's yeah, that's how you hang up before.
1: She's Irish as well apparently
0: yeah. it's an entirely insane movie. what it like I can't. I can't get over it. I, I've been thinking about it since then not about even like how offensive it is to Irish people and how just fucking wrong it is but it's so unearned. No, at no point in anything in the movie do, like I keep looking at her going she's in the throes of a manic episode. We have to address this. And then they just hug at the end and that's it happily ever after. I guess they'll combine the farms. They don't, at one point Somebody asked her how big her farm is and she goes, sure, I wouldn't know how many acres I have. And I'm just looking at her and going, you're a farmer, of course you know how many acres you have. That's an insane thing to say.
1: One of the, one of the actresses in it was also in the stage version.
0: It's a weird, it's a weird artifact. It shows, like, a, I assume it costs millions to make, it shows how fetishized Irish stuff is that Americans would be like, ah, yeah, throw some money behind that.
1: That'll be good. Five, f- five 5.5 million.
0: Does not appear on screen. So here,
1: here's, the, here's the weird fucking thing for a start. The thing is called. is based on a play called Outside Mullingar. Yep. Uh, why did they film it in Mayo? Those tax breaks, the big Hollywood tax breaks. Yeah, in Mayo. yeah, yeah. Well, famous for it. Like. <laughs> F- filmed it was in Cross Molina, and then it was in Balna. and they made a, apparently they make a big deal about showing Mount Nevin in the background, which is like, like anyway, like that's the thing. Yeah. Like if the thing's called Outside Mullingar. It's like where the fuck is there a mountain there? Yeah. Like Mullingar is I'm all plain. Like, it's like. <laughs> The nearest mass of the Mullingar is like 400 miles
0: away. Like it's not fucking there. It it opens on the cliffs of Moher. It like <laughs> just generally it pings around various other Irish landmarks I've been like that. Like I the Hector Tiger, the Bollywood movie set in Dublin does better with geology, our geography, That's a great Irish film. geography. It is a great film. It's genuinely a great film. Uh where like there's a couple of weird cuts and like the Foggy Jew is not where it's supposed to be, but they actually respect where Trinity is in Dublin and like yeah. they when people are walking down streets they're going the right way and stuff like that. And they when they mention places, it's the correct place.
1: Yeah, like there was the chase scene, the one that's famously shared uh, between Irish people. Yeah, like that kind of, that's a bit mishmash the way it goes around.
0: That's, the thing, but like I don't mind it. It's that's the rule of cool. It's like well, we need him to jump through a window here. Fuck it, put a pub there. It's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and then, like there's a there, but like also a lot of it seems to be because they, they want to show off a lot of different parts of Dublin at once yeah, Which, yeah. and look, cause, cause like anyone who's been there, um, knows, you know, if you walk around Dublin city center, like street to street, the place can change drastically. Cause yeah. some of the streets it's like, yeah, the last new building on the street was 800 years ago. We've renovated exactly. some of them, but that's the <laughs> better. We haven't, we're not like the continent. We've not had the wars yeah. to come over and knock everything down so we can build it again, <laughs> which is why there's so many streets in the city centre that only one car can go down at a time. But, yeah, the fuck me, like, Jesus Christ, the amount of people involved in this who should have known better. Yeah. Like, Jamie Dornan, it, okay, he's from Northern Ireland, but, like, I'm I'm assuming he's, he's at least been on the fucking, the 101, bus down
0: to bus yeah. down at least once or twice, like. It's, it's such an insane movie. Are they, like, the... The problem is as well that they look like Amy Dorm and Emily Blunt. They look like they have this whole we're going to die alone vibe until they can work out their differences and like get with each other. And you keep looking at them going, these are the like these are the, the best looking people I've ever seen in my life. And he's not even alone. He keeps getting invited to parties and things like that. He's they they have like fest festivities around the town and he's always there. And you're like, he's not some fucking recluse. Yeah, it's uh. Fucking,
1: so like, what's his name at the moment? Is doing the thing, J- Justin Gordon. Love it on this hit record thing. They're doing this whole thing where they're like, Can people, if they want to, like, we're trying to do a project thing here, someone else is, and we need photographs of Ireland. Like, anyone else got photos, you'll get know, credit and all the things. But it's the usual hit record thing yeah. where they're not trying to make money, they're just trying to get people's work and get them a portfolio and get them in contact with other people, right? And all the photos people are sending in are from like, fucking you know, like a town you've never heard of in the arse end of Offaly. And you're like, yeah. you know, and one of my mates was going to me. He's like, this is why people in America think Irish people all live on a farm. Yeah, We have more fucking we have more computers per capita than in your country does, you bloody idiots. Like, We have more. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, yes, Ireland is 85% countryside and like 50% of the entire population live in the city. <laughs> There's
0: yeah. like, it's, ah, oh. anyway, come on. That's fucking... Yes, we were, this was supposed to be a Master Debaters episode, so first of all, welcome to Dystropia. We do the tropes and everything, is great. And this is <laughs> another one... With... <laughs>
1: that is, that's fantastic. Enough. I love how you just don't give a shit anymore. It's like, whatever. Yeah. It's a title we picked three and a half years ago. Yeah. Which is, it'll do, Fucking. Um, it.
0: I'm Johnny, that's Glennon, and this is another one in our long-running series of Master Debaters where uh, we examine the offerings of two legendary creative forces or genres or uh, creators or something like that and pit them against each other in a head-to-head showdown. Uh, And we, this time around, are looking at police procedurals Uh, with the kind of loose idea that I'm looking at more wacky, silly American ones and you're looking at more
1: I mean, it's, it's the, like, it, this is one that I don't think either of us could pick a side in, because I think we both like both yeah. sides. So I think yes, we're, 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 we have assigned ourselves a side that we, this is proper debate club shit. Like we've assigned ourselves yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that we have to champion. Unlike in
0: previous versions where it's like you're like Pixar and I'm like, yeah, not that pushed. And I, you know, I've it, been I've been so obsessed with watching more A24 movies now. That's such a weird. Every time we go through them, as soon as we get off the call, I want to explore your side. <laughs> so what did, what did, you, like, what, did you, what have you watched since then? Just quickly touching it because it was related uh, to the previous. I realized I haven't seen Enemy. I was literally oh, we were talking about okay. it, and I I um I was talking about the, it's a really like, oh, it's good that thing oh. that I didn't spoil the ending. Because <laughs> I was <laughs> because like, I'm not to gonna, I'm not gonna say uh, the ending. But if you've but seen I, it, it's kind of mental. I was thinking another, of another um, uh, uh, what's his name Donnie Darko whatever his name is Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I, was, I was thinking of another movie of his and you said the ending and I was like he just dies at the end and I le- eventually went and looked it up and I was like oh that's a completely different movie so that's, that's on my list um, I'm going down through the ones you recommended I just watched The Endless which I know is in an A24 fantastic film. but that one was absolutely great still, still pr- um, one of probably the best Lovecraftian horror film I've ever seen yes
1: yes yes and for like a group a pair of guys who did i think on a budget of a million dollars or nine hundred thousand dollars the two main actors are the guys who wrote and directed it it's completely indie
0: film and it's incredible it's so well done and then to contrast that i watched palm springs which is and again it, it has an earned reveal i won't spoil too much it's gone down this year as like one of the best comedies of 2020 and i was like it's not really a comedy it's uh yeah it's like a 90s comedy like that kind of thing of where Ghostbusters is a comedy and you're like no it's just high concept and Groundhog Day and a bunch of other movies like that where you're like they're put into comedies because you're like it's actually a bit more philosophical than you would have thought um if you if you look it up at all it'll spoil the reveal it's spoiled within the first 10 minutes but uh, I would recommend it it is not it is Andy Samberg from uh Saturday Night Live and Lonely Island and all those Brooklyn Nine-Nine but it's not a wacky comedy. It's not Hot Rod. It keeps... Exactly. I, like, yeah, I, 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 I love hot, wacky... hot Rod. Hot is just such rod a messed film. But, um, but, yeah. but uh, it's, it's got this problem that a lot of movies have. What was the one with um, Chris Pratt and um, Jennifer Lawrence where they're on the spaceship, they're Travelers? on the generation ship? Travelers? It's Passengers. Something Passengers. Like yeah, the, the one that gets, uh, when you actually find out the story, you're like, well, that's just fucked. Yeah. It's that, it's that kind of thing of like something, there's a whole movie genre, where like something sci-fi is happening uh, and the guy wants to be with the girl and it turns into a love story, but you're just staring at it going, one of you has just ruined the other person's life. Like it works with apocalyptic stories as well. It was like, one of you has just done something that now that you have just forced everyone's hand and now they have to be together because you're the literally last man on earth. And you're kind of looking at each other going, that's so, don't do that. Such a weird way of doing it, where he wakes her up from cryo sleep, yeah. and then they're both stuck there together. That was um, yeah, that was mega creepy. Uh, anyway, so for for our police procedurals, I will be championing CSI. Now you're
1: going for American
0: police. I'm going for the American Are side. I'm going of for the UK. Yep. Yeah. And you're going for? Um, my main
1: one is Broadchurch. Um, right. I do want to touch on Luther because Luther is Broadchurch is. Both a fantastic series, just as a drama thriller, um, yep. it's a fantastic police series, but it's it's also a it it is a fantastic, almost perfect representation of the template,
0: in a weird yeah, way. Yeah. Luther's very that's different. That's where
1: I CSI. Yeah, yeah. Luther's very different, um, but it's. It's it, it's a um, L- Luther's one of those shows that it's like I would go back and watch every few years just because of how well it's made. Yeah. Um, both of them are very kind of like all star casts, and they have like a, you know, commanding like lead presences. Like not not yeah. not, not even just like the single lead in each series, like David Tennant or David. But like their their other ones, Olivia coleman and um, like they, they, the people. the way they all show up in them, and it's just like yes, these are all like fantastic, and. There's um. Whereas Luther, because of the name is obviously focused, Luther is focused on Luther himself, who is yeah. who is it interesting Whereas Broadchurch is focused on the town of Broadchurch, and very like it's it's kind of weird as well that like both of them were initially intended to be limited run. Whereas Luther was like originally the guy was like at the end of the season one, the director was like, "I will never go past season three There's now five seasons. Yeah.
0: um and, it's it's weird with the with the British ones. There's like. Because there, it's a tight story, there's very little uh, like th- there's meat on the bones, but there's very there's no flat no fat. Whereas the American ones, they are cheese, they are popcorn, yeah. they are all flat. Yeah, they're
1: sell advertisements. Whereas like that's the thing that yeah, yeah. like actually Broadchurch I think was UTV originally. ITV was it? ITV, yeah, it was ITV. So it, you couldn't even make the argument of like like Luther was BBC. And like yeah. so for people outside of people who don't have access to the UK version of BBC. When you watch something on the BBC in the UK or Ireland, there's no adverts. Um so when a when a show starts, the next ad break is before the next show. They don't do yeah. ad breaks. Um and in part that's because there is uh, like they are funded from the TV licences. That's what your TV licence in the, in the UK goes to. There there's many flaws with this system. The entirety of Scotland pays TV licences and there's never any fucking shows made for Scottish people, but you know, there we go. Yeah. But anyway, the as a result, the shows are not there to. Oh, we need to run this for twenty six seasons, uh, twenty six episodes to sell enough advertising to make a profit. It's like no, we have this amount. This is the budget for the show. Go. Whereas with Broadchurch, Broadchurch is um, was made by ITV, who do normally run off, um, who run off advertising and that type of thing, and but they still were like no, eight episodes. That's it. Eight episodes a season. Yeah. three seasons no more no less and they managed to stick to it
0: which yeah. is impressive it's it's actually mad i'm re-watching like x files and whenever something like really violent happens the music there's a music sting and then they fade out because that's where they're supposed to stick in an ad yeah. but then it just cuts to the next scene and they're all standing in a laboratory and they're like oh they should actually just for a second just put up x files and then go to the next yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Because it's to, so just it's so jarring. Well, like for what's them that, to like like fringe did that. We have we've talked about fringe before
1: in the show. Like where the ad breaks are, you have the symbols. So it does yes, actually do right. that. It does break up those those scenes. It, I have I imagine that partly was them looking back over old episodes
0: and without the, the ad yeah. breaks, they're like shit. There
1: needs to be something there for when this that's goes out on a- DVD.
0: That's a really good way of doing it. They do the symbols, yeah. and then they cut to an establishing shot, massive dynamic, and you're outside a building, yeah. and then we're back inside, and it starts again. Yeah. So they give you a little rest yeah. But um But, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll start talking a bit about Broadchurch. I might as well. Yeah, you kick us off there. So
1: it's, it is the template of an English crime drama. An outside police investigator who is struggling with their own demons um And usually, there's like a oh, there was a hint that maybe they were corrupt. There's always a little bit of that, or they went yeah, a little yeah. too far. That's that has to be there. That is like a, a vital ingredient.
0: What? When it cuts to someone's apartment in a British TV one, they never have a nice apartment with a family. It's always it's like...
1: dimly lit. The guy's in profile. You can only see like a little bit of their face from the lighting, but like most of their face is in shadow. They're staring at the... Like, there's a cup of coffee in front of them. You can hear the radio yep. chattering in the background. And then it's morning. And then the camera angle cuts, and there's a gun beside the thing. It's like the start of Lethal Weapon one. It's like this person yeah, yeah. is like, oh, should I just check it out? But anyway so you have that and then it's set in a small town and something dramatic and horrible happens in a small town where dramatic and horrible things never happen and it becomes this thing of and like this is like i said it is a key part of the of the template this person is sent in because the local police are out of their depth and they are trying to help us we only deal with the occasional bit of graffiti and it's like you know it's like we don't. We're not used to seventy-two people being butchered with a machete. Like, there's always some drastic change of like what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And combined with that, then it's like the because these police are dealing with normally used to dealing with stuff like very thing like Hot Fuzz is a perfect piss take yeah. of this. And then you'll recognize a lot of this if you've seen Hot Fuzz, but you haven't. You haven't seen the they don't understand so just, how to keep secrets. They don't understand how to keep part of the investigation quiet. So they're fighting yeah, yeah. them with sudden media exposure, or they're fighting with like the gossip of the town and how that can impede
0: what's happening. So, just just on. as a, like a bit a bit of color here, I'm so glad you picked Broadchurch because the old old British way of doing this is a who done it, where it's all a murder has happened, mm-hmm. and Agatha Christie has written this beautiful story where all the characters are introduced and you're solving a puzzle as you go along. Yes. And Broadchurch co- covers that. Yes. But there's that Scandi-noir, uh, Nordi-noir kind of thing of like um, like the killing and things like that. Uh, Nordic-noir, that's the kind of style where it is, where it's bleak, metaphor-free, er- like the mundane stuff's happening, but there's evil beneath the surface and that's what we're really... Getting into mm. and Broadchurch has that, and it even has the Icelandic dude doing the music for it. I love his yeah. work. I listen to his stuff anyway. Like that, and it's it's that perfect marriage of that way of telling the stories, where it's again limited run. It's about like uh what happens when your mundane lives are shattered and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So the really nice the the
1: basic gist of how it goes is there is this small town called Broadchurch, which I think is based on the towns of Whitechurch And I can't remember the name of the Um, but it's a coastal town, uh, near like Dorset, you know, very kind of like, this is where the people from London go on their summer holidays. They go down there, they have a little yeah. holiday home or they go stay in the hotel for like a week away. And it's just, you know, the sunshine and fish and chips by the beach and that type of thing. And um, very quaint, very thing. And like that, the biggest crime they've had to deal with is like, they get the odd bit of like, you know, there might be like a burglary now and then, that's kind of it. Um and in the first season, uh so the main character is David Tennant of Doctor Who mm-hmm. fame. Um the and there's weird connections there as well. Right? Um it, it really just kind of emphasized the whole thing of like the British TV scene is just one incestuous mass of people who all yeah. like
0: work together. But on, on any given channel, if you flip around long enough, you'll find Olivia Coleman. She's on something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um so he gets called in olivia coleman is one of the
1: is the person he's paired up with um and they're investigating the uh initial disappearance and then murder of a a young boy i think he's maybe around like eight or nine yeah no i think i think 10 or 11 i think he's just like he's on the verge of teenage but not quite and the the whole thing that happens, so the the family like so the family um sorry, Liv Coleman's character is uh her second name is Miller. I can't remember her first name. DS Miller it just stuck in my head because he still he always calls her DS Miller, and whereas all the other all the local police call each other by their first names, and it's like again we got emphasize... to emphasize sh-
0: how unprepared. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah great. Yeah.
1: So um so I just have this mental image of uh David Tennant repeating going DS Miller, and I'm like oh, okay um so their family uh, their uh the family that's affected are the um shit, what's the name of them the hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. remember the other family is um they're basically like best friends with them because they yes. have a son the same age
0: and those
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. and their those sons are friends and they go to school together and all that type of stuff. And there's, but what ends up happening is, um, uh, the Latimers. That's the one. Yeah, the kids found dead at the base of these cliffs, and they're like, "How did he get here? Did he just fall off? Did he jump? Was yeah, he yeah. pushed? What happened?" Um, and then it like as the series progresses, DS Miller's husband becomes the prime suspect, and there's a whole. Oh my god, how do we deal with this and what's going to happen? And there's yeah. also this whole thing of like well, um uh DI Hardy, which is uh, the DI is Detective Inspector, DS is Detective
0: Sergeant. Yeah, Detective Sergeant. Um but yeah, so the, the, like I can't, I can't wait till like, I have to wrap up fifteen years of CSI in a minute and give you the full story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything. I'm
1: trying just to just like present it. Yeah, So people yeah. can look into it if they then decide they want to do it because it is something I would recommend people to watch. You're like, like this yeah. thing is like high nineties on all the ratings. This is something that you, you yeah, would, yeah. I would hundred yeah. percent recommend. But the. Um, there's a whole like thing of like okay the investigation happens, the one of the, the main local police investigating it. Her husband becomes a suspect. How does this go down? Um, the family, how they're dealing with the death of their son. The mother, uh, Mrs. Latimer, is played by Jodie Whitaker, also of Doctor Who fame. Um, but there's there's this That's right. there's this whole like uh you know the, it's a lot of it is about the interactions between them and then uh Di Hardy um. His character is like, there's a like, there's a kind of a bit of a, oh, you know, they don't really make reference to what happened, but they keep remembering that was really an accident. It's, it, they make it sound like something went wrong on an arrest yeah, yeah, or there yeah. was a fuck up on an arrest. And then you find out later what it was and it was to do with his own personal relations and basically him being compromised by um his closeness to someone else involved in a crime. So this is to mirror what um what uh, Olivia Coleman's character is going through. Yeah. So and initially he's very standoffish and surely she just wants to get shit done and you know David tennant being grumpy as fuck,
0: basically, for the first half of the right. series. There's there's a whole thing about him being grumpy and mumbly, but also speaking of a Scottish accent, that meant that every, all the Americans watching had the subtitles on for him, and they're like, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> like, actually using,
1: using his accent. It's like, yeah. But it, the, the whole thing is just, it, it's the first season is about that. It's about finding out who the killer is. And it was done in, so, it was a way that like, I kind of see the value to it now, whereas beforehand I didn't really think about it. Normally when you're making a TV series like that, a short form series particularly, yeah. And that uses real world locations. You will go. Okay, we write out the eight episodes, and we go. Okay, we need to film the, all these scenes. We need scene episode one, scene four, episode two, scene five, six, and eight. Episode three, season uh, scene ten. They all have to be shot at this location. Let's film them all at once. That's not how they worked yeah. for this. The guy had written the first two. Uh, he had like roughly blocked out the whole thing on storyboards and had a basic outline. He wrote the first two or three episodes, and then let them come in and film it. And then as he, they were like filming the third episode and he was watching the first he made them film everything sequentially so mm-hmm. nobody so everybody was getting the information at the same time so people couldn't accidentally telegraph any weird behavior about i'm actually yeah, innocent yeah, i'm guilty i know it.
0: something i don't yeah, know yeah. something
1: they didn't want they wanted to hide I, that w-
0: completely i always say that about Who Done So whenever somebody's on screen and it's like yes i was with him in the larder and i was like are you guilty or a bad actor yeah. i can't tell. Yeah, yeah. You. so they basically he hid that the writer hid that um by
1: um the by just like hiding it completely by not telling the yep. the thing, and then they basically kind of went Star Wars on it. The the whole I'm your father, where they like they dubbed over the line famously, and nobody everybody else thought it was like yeah. killed your father, but it it was that type of thing. But they kept it from everybody, and then he started writing Episode Four based on how people were acting in Episode One and Two. He wanted That's to really... to like okay, they're really good at doing this, so I want to lean into that to
0: yeah. amp up their performances and to really get them like make it feel more real and visceral and i love that he's watching the dailies and just being like everyone's going to suspect that guy like we can do something with that yeah. yeah And and like he'd written the whole thing like this the
1: idea and put it all out on 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 uh, storyboards and it wasn't until he started writing the second episode that he realized he had to change who the main suspect was to make it more interesting. Like, this is why yeah. they like, a creative creativity is an iterative like, process. And this was really amplified it. Like, because, like I said, normally it's like, like in CSI Vegas, if they were shooting at a certain hotel, they would shoot all the shots in that hotel at once and then leave.
0: Yeah. So, like, they. They do this for supernatural we keep referencing it but they shoot they clearly shoot in the same hot, uh, motel set and then they make these mad changes to it to make it real clear that it's a new motel where they like have ducks on the wallpaper stuff that's so distracting because they're like no 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 this is a new motel yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like it's the same layout though right and they're like it's the same yeah layout, it's, yeah but, but it's they're all layouts. Layout. <laughs> it's a
1: chain it's whatever
0: yeah you but know. Um, Um, the the kind of the thing you're describing I mean I always feel like it gives you a ridiculously good first and second season and then the third season's weird because the whole first season was about one murder the whole second season and they just have to keep upping the stakes well I
1: mean that's the thing they didn't agree in this they they kind of shied away from upping the stakes the way they did it was season one is about finding out it's the who done it season two then is dealing with the the fallout it's about the, the prosecution and while that's happening, yep. the stuff related to um, the characters, made, the, the David Tennant's characters, um, uh, his initial past, then coming back. So he's trying to help them, like cope, because obviously he becomes closer with the people of the town. He's like, actually, like, here, I want to settle down here. This is, yep. this is like, for all the the horribleness that got, went on, the people here are decent. I want to, I want to help them out. And so it's like him trying to do that, but also trying to deal with this other shit from his past. And then the third season is kind of dealing with the fallout of all of that. So it it was written as a trilogy. It was intended to be a trilogy. And they made the trilogy, and then they left it. So it wasn't like this thing of, how do we keep it going? How do we keep it going? It's just like, no, 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 no. It's like, just get it down to this amount. Um, But there's a fantastic lineup in it. And it's a it's an incredibly well made show. It's one of those shows that it's like it's dealing with the death of a child, it's not going to be a cheerful, fun watch. It's not like, oh, just try yeah. this out in the background while I'm like cooking in there. It's like it's it's something you have to sit down and watch and it's like but it is very engrossing and it's very well made. It's incredibly well acted, it's yeah. very well written. It,
0: the whole thing is just really, really well done. Um Whereas I think the CSI approach is very much, we're going to give you an hour, we're going to hit you over the head, it's going to be a roller coaster, and then we're going to wrap it all up at the end. And it's it's going to be like, there's no, it's not the slow burn all the way through where you feel like you've read a good book afterwards. Yes. It's, you know what you're in for with CSI. We're going, to, we're going to show you some medical horror at the start. We're going to introduce some weird characters and some weird shit that you've never seen before. And then it's going to gonna have two twists two ad breaks and then we're gonna catch the killer
1: yeah yeah i mean like they didn't have Um, their first if i remember rightly csi didn't have its first repeat or serial killer until like season eight or something
0: yeah it again that this is like cutting from that over to the american thing obviously the american way of doing things is to do loads of episodes loads of writers they the characters At the very start of CSI, it started in 2000 and ran for 15 seasons. And I'm just talking about Crime Scene Investigators. I know then it spun off into Miami with David Caruso and they did the New York version with Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, Um, they they very handily color-coded everything. So you know which one you're watching within seconds. If it's orange, you're watching Miami. If it's blue, you're watching New York. And if it's kind of green and neon, you're still watching Las Vegas. Uh, they, They did the cyber one as well which I did watch a couple of episodes of and it's like it's so weird when you're a spin-off of a show that's already jumped the shark that you're like well how many more sharks can we jump line up a bunch of sharks and we'll see if we can clear the wall yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the the uh, the format is um that you know there's a bunch of uh models who are working in a crime scene investigation unit they are forensic scientists uh every single one of them is an archetype there's like the chisel jawed guy who's like always on the scene there's the gruff uh, uh older dude who is like the real smart guy who's always putting on and taking off glasses uh there's there in the las vegas one there's whatever her name is who's like the ex stripper so you're like she's got this past that they can delve into anytime they want to talk about like vegas itself um yeah there's just like the characters themselves are nowhere near as strong as a British TV show where they're thinking, like, this is going to be the main fucking crooks. Yeah. But the whole point of it is that it's this ripped from the headline, like, every single uh, every single story that they do is some sort of bombastic, insane thing where, like, oh, I didn't even think humans could die in that way. Or, oh, like, it's bad that the human body liquidizes in this way when exposed to these... Yeah, it's like, the, it's like house, but it's... Yeah, exactly. You know. It is actually... It is very like how, and I, as I was reading about CSI and like from 2000 to 2015, it actually wasn't really usurped by any particular TV show. There are still loads of shows like that out there. It kind of was taken over by true crime podcasts. It's that thing yeah. of people want these hits of uh, like you're, you're morbidly obsessed with something. That's what CSI is. It's a morbid obsession up on the TV screen, uh, and you get to you get to en- enjoy that in a way that's completely absurd. Because it's an absurd show. We all know this. Yes. <laughs> like it's, uh, I was I was looking through it, and I was like, it starts off with, like, they find a body in an air vent. If they find a body here, they find a body there. They generally run around for the episode and interview a bunch of people. You learn a little bit about Vegas. You learn a little bit about kind of pseudo-medical shit. There, there was a whole theory that it was set, like, 10 years in the future because the, the shit they say is so outlandish. They're like, well, it must be future tech then.
1: Yeah, and it's actually... Um,
0: that specific thing
1: has warped um, it's like it's fucked with the court system in America so hard yes the CSI effect which I think is uh, fucking incredible
0: I, I'll, I'll argue that that's overt in CSI so it's forgivable and it's less overt in the British ones where they compress time for the sake of telling a good story but it's still there's still some ridiculous shit in there but I was looking let's get those tests like, rushed getting... okay so five weeks instead of six yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was looking, I was like, when did it start getting crazy? And it's like season three, episode three is the cannibal cheerleader episode. And I was like, oh shit, they didn't even get to like season eight or nine. Because my memories of it is there's one where they do the cold open and it's the guys are bowling and a human head pops out of the ball return. And the guy who's not paying attention reaches down and puts his finger in the eye holes and everyone starts screaming. And then it like cuts to the whatever Who song they have for it. (laughs) And as the episode begins, and I was like, that's how they're gonna start the somebody died in the in the guts of a bowling machine. This is insane. It's um and it like the the tropes in it are crazy. Every everybody's good looking. They do the autopsy snack time thing all the time. The coroner's always eating while he's dealing with bodies. Oh, um they've got the one-liners. Go on.
1: No, go on, carry on. I gotta remember his name
0: now. He's um the the CSI Miami one-liners, which are, they're never quite puns. I watched a bunch of them this morning. The worst pun I found were things like they're, they're, somebody's dead on a boat, but it's sinking. And he just says, this crime scene gives me a sinking feeling and puts on his sunglasses. Yeah.
1: The
0: verdict might be in Frank, but the jury is still out and he puts on his sunglasses. Robert 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 with... David Hall,
1: that's his name. Is the guy is the, is the guy who plays the coroner um, yeah he he, he what you call it like you know and, and this is one of the weird things that i i thought was a character affectation the fact he's always on the crutch and yeah. Um, oh, yeah, 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 no, he, he had both his legs amputated when he was 18. Yeah, because really? I'd seen him in other stuff and had the crush, and I was like, holy shit, hang on a minute. Is this a... Yeah, yeah. It was just... Because they never make a big deal of it. He had... And I actually liked that. I thought it was good that they were like, give the character a crutch. There's something wrong. Don't yeah. ever explain it. Just be a case of like, yeah, no, yeah. it's just people are like that sometimes. Don't worry about it. Like,
0: They had the... I, I kind of described it as ripped from the headlines, but they have this thing of they're trying to showcase these outlandish things that do really exist. The trope is called aluminum Christmas trees, that there's some... There's some some Charlie Brown special where somebody says about getting an aluminum Christmas tree, and everyone thought that the comic strip just made it up. But it's a whole thing in America that people used to buy aluminum Christmas uh, trees for some reason. It was a, it's a real thing that exists. So he had glasses that when you took them off, they snapped apart at the bridge yeah. of the nose, and then they snap back together. And my mum was obsessed with these. She was like, "Where can I get these?" And they glasses. used to do it like, yeah, they're just they're just breakaway sports glasses, but they do this stuff like the cold open might be at a fetish bar and it'd be girls doing pony play and they'd all be dressed up in hoof things on their hands and the idea is like yeah, yeah that's real that's probably something that people in Vegas know about it's like no you, you may think they made this shit up but they're they just want to show weird shit on the Las Vegas one it's, yeah why not
1: the um the only reason I um, know those things are sports classes is um guys playing the Chicago Bulls back in the day Harris Grant wore them in the later seasons he originally wore things that went on to him like fucking uh like a pair of diving goggles they were like it was glasses <laughs> but with like well, straps yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah no it's a thing it's because like a coroner's looking down on something you know what the glasses falling off into
0: yeah. the body's like open yeah, yeah. chest it's like <laughs> oh shit not again it's uh, like... but uh no it's it, the the whole idea with the, the american style of doing stuff is all the problems can be solved by smart people shining a light on them for one hour and then you'll, you'll get a satisfaction resolution. Whether it is they solve the crime or not, you'll be at a resolution where you are very happy with it. Very much in the style of Columbo. Yeah. Uh, where it is just, he shows up, there's a mystery. It's kind of a whodunit. Wacky shit happens in the middle. There'll be a couple of misdirects. And then you'll solve it at the end And oftentimes, you know what the, the resolution is. Oftentimes, they solve it halfway through. And you just need to get to the end. But it's still entertaining. Same with Bones, which I really loved I watch all of Bones. Uh, and again, it's just... Here's some wacky characters. Here's the pseudoscience we're going to show in this episode. Oh, I bet you didn't know that maggot or that beetles were used to strip bodies. That's what we're going to show you. And then here's something crazy in this Smithsonian. You mentioned house, which is just the medical version. And then Dexter is the inverse, where it's, you know, who's going out killing people, but he has to do all the procedure, the, the police procedure of making sure they're guilty and going through setting. He's basically setting up, the stuff so that he won't get caught, he's doing the reverse forensics of it. I need to put all this stuff together and hide the body in this way so that nobody will of ever find someone it. else
1: is blamed uh, on some of them. Yes, that um,
0: but yeah, I think, I think, uh, hopefully, I mean, people are probably familiar with this to play the memes of it. We used to go around doing these ones of like, you know, get away with her diamond trinkets, but he's not going to get away with murder and then put on sunglasses yeah. or so the one I, I. The one I made up years ago was that was like, oh, no, this albino kid has been crushed to dead under three tons of white chocolate. Well, it looks like the milky bars are on him. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work for anyone <laughs> outside the UK and
1: Ireland, because the milky bars <laughs> <was with> are <laughs> explaining in the case, in the event of a Wild West crisis, they send out an albino child
0: <laughs> with white
1: chocolate. <laughs> to <start in> <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah it's just it's just patently absurd like the the zoom and enhance joke that everybody riffs on and the 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 criminal mind stuff as well where there's two people typing on the same keyboard oh, don't get there's this thing, sorry it's it's like lo- it's like somebody had the rule of cool and it's like yeah yeah they need to look something up or they need to zoom in but how can we make it visual they literally do this with holograms sometimes they have like bones being reconstructed uh it's the it's the necro cam where like your camera zooms in to show bones breaking but in later seasons they're just showing that the guys are able to like create a hologram to show how a bone is snapping and they're like no you can't you can't just do that it's um, i
1: like the only time i've seen that in a sh- in a show or a film and nobody questioned it in the show that's going to be modern day and no one questioned it yeah was the dark knight where batman like yeah, yeah, shoots yeah, yeah. the thing in the wall because everyone's goes, oh, of course he can do it. he's batman and nobody, <laughs> nobody questions it. <laughs> that Cause, no, because yeah. in their head they're like, he's a billionaire, and he's like, he owns a science R and D company. Like, of course, he knows how to do this, and that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. beyond that, it's never discussed or debated. And even watch color, <laughs> even in that one, like, um, fucking Michael Caine turns around, and he's like, as Alfred, and he's like, you know, uh, perhaps if you help the police, Master Bruce, it's like he's like, just give him the yeah. tech, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: yeah oh well, um, anyway sorry <laughs> but yeah it's so the csi the, the key ingredients are humor then like body or medical horror some sort of puzzle and a resolution the idea is that it it is perfect tv for that little morbid obsession for scratching that ish itch because it is actually really graphic again yep. watching through it this morning like it is insane it is tra- uh, car crash tv that kind of stuff of like it is people jump out of buildings and they're like lifting up bodies where the legs then droop because all the bones are broken and i was watching going, jesus christ i used to watch this yeah. and it was just fine i,
1: I think a lot um, of it is because like
0: nearly all the crime scenes
1: are like poorly lit and what they do is they show yeah. you stuff with the flash of the camera that's photographing what's happened yeah so it's like yeah. A, it's a two or three and, frames of
0: uh, and then it's gone again and and the authorities are here the guys it, i was the biggest thing that used to always get me is that the the people who were the crime scene investigators then bring it all the way to the end. They, they don't just hand off their findings to the police who then no, they, follow up. What's-his-name was in
1: it? Um, shit, what was his name? There was the the, the 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 detective.
0: It was Gil Grisham for ages. Then the girl no, 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 no. no, it no, no, no I, I, don't mean, I
1: don't mean the actual...
0: Oh, Frank. Yeah, Frank the detective dude was the Miami one. I can't remember the... I can't remember the cop guy Jim Brass. Uh, yeah, yeah there you go and it, that's that's it like I, I think I don't know I think they want to avoid that there's this whole thing of like copaganda where you make the cops just look look good in any of these things whereas I think people are happy to say unequivocally scientists who are trying to solve crimes are the good guys like they're not the ones out there fucking hassling black lads or anything like that these are the people who just want to solve the puzzle oh, yeah, so you can you can focus on them and again, it's like the the true crime podcasts. There's no moral or political stuff you need to worry about. It is just catharsis. You're just watching these people who are being presented with something tragic or evil, and they need to get to the bottom of it. And that's all you need to see. Uh, and you're you're taking the weight out of the horror by making it absurd. People love this stuff because they fear these things, and if you can turn it into absurdity, it's great. If you can do the rule of cool bullshit and have models in there as well, it's great. And you can just confront these kind of evil things in a very controlled way that again makes you feel prepared for them i think i think that's the argument that people have put forward to why people love true crime and love this shit um there's this evolutionary benefit to it i think it's
1: as well it's it's it's
0: the whole thing of
1: i you know they don't want to know true crime for stuff where the person hasn't been caught doesn't matter how horrific it is as
0: long as oh but that person's locked up now that's if someone yeah. said and there was this guy killed three people wow it was like well they both they were all mobsters they all worked in the mafia and i was like ah, i'm not pushed I was like it has to be the mundane and then it has to be tragedy and then it has to have a resolution yeah. and that's the serial killer stuff as well because if you've caught the serial killer and you know who he is that means you have the resolution so everything you look back on you can see all right this is all horrific but i know where it ends up i know we have this guy in prison yeah like as far as as far as i uh, can remember like one of the most prolific serial killers in america was the green river killer and as far as i can remember there was no actual yeah. films made about him until he was caught was he caught like 4 years ago or something like he was caught real recently it's it, it, it might have been that he was
1: um they caught him for an amount and then like he he wasn't painted on the other no, stuff and then he did but either way like i think i don't remember there being or else there was one thing made
0: and but, but it was made and then the the break happened during it and yeah. they were able to like stick it on the end he, even zodiac because they because everyone has an image in, on their head of who zodiac is that you can kind of that's picture him, even though they know ne- it is of course yeah. ted cruz but because they d- they didn't catch him you can still picture him you still nearly have a resolution of it. it's this formless boogeyman yeah. like cool i can see him like that's that's who it is he wore a pillowcase in his head i can see like that him that
1: whole thing of like you know when the when the the cold snap in in um in texas and he just like immediately went to cancun that's just instinct that's years of dodging the police just kicking in (laughs) yeah
0: shit bolt hole.
1: what get in the car (laughs) like that's all that was
0: one uh, of the, the other reason I watched a lot of uh CSI and stuff is they had these mad thought exercises. They were absolute bullshit, but they were great. Where like they had bullets that were made of ground beef in one episode. Somebody excellent. That's yeah, that's that's the next enough. level up from the, the yeah, bullets. from
1: the, the a guy gets stabbed to death in a sauna, there's no murder weapon. That's like, hey, a yeah, good exactly. running uh, a uh, dagger made of ice in his thermos. An icicle so,
0: Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh so <laughs> it's that kind of bullshit where like, in the episodes, you're like, yeah, yeah, of course it's Granby It's Like, you don't, you don't even have to believe it. You're like, but if it were Granby Fullets, how would that play out? Please show me. And there's loads of those. There's accidents that then people stage to look like murders because they need to cover up even more horrible shit. Or there's murders that are turn out to be accidents, but they spend the whole episode and they're like, oh no, this lad who got decapitated, he was just reenacting Mario Kart, go-karting between traffic, and someone the, the tire blew on the truck and his head came off. Yeah, it's yeah
1: I, I, I'd, but, uh, I'd love yeah. to see like two, like a you know a season of it where you got like four episodes in a row that were just no oh, it's an accident
0: the rest of this season it's all accidents uh but I, yeah i do remember there being serial killers and i like they have celebrities pop in and out. i don't remember that being a big thing uh, in fact i remember there being a serial killer Uh, run on bones that had to be cut short because of a writer's strike so it just never got resolved i was like why would you do that you idiots
1: yeah it's um
0: Um, so watch it watch it back roger i would posit that there are a bunch of things like that that just compress time for the sake of it and this is where the csi effect comes in that people expect there to be really obvious uh forensic evidence and it'd be readily available and if people say, "Well, we've got a partial print, and that's all we have to go on but you have to make your decision, and everyone's like, "No, we can't. He's he, you know where's the DNA evidence Where, Where's the ballistic gel that you shot to show me that the bullet would absolutely pass through the door for it like where's where's all this bullshit you've put together um But in Broadchurch, they do that in the the courtroom scenes. They just basically have like a woman gives birth, and the next scene she's giving evidence like we straight to the courtroom, absolutely straight to the courtroom I'm like that wouldn't happen, or like the witnesses are allowed to hang around after they give. Uh, they give evidence and they can just hang around and watch the end of the the, the proceedings. Uh, evidence is mishandled throughout, but it, it kind of works with the idea that they're bungling uh, police in this small town. Uh, bodies are ex- exhumed with no real grounds. They're just like, well, we need the body up for this next episode. We only have eight episodes, so they need to get them the fuck out of the ground. And then there's hidden camera evidence that would just be completely thrown yeah. out. But like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Do, just come on. we need to, We need to do this. I'm like this actually is like CSI, and it with Luther and stuff, it's so close to being camp. It's so close to being like um, Sherlock style yeah. camp. I forgot how many bad guys wore glowing masks or punching Judy masks and things like that. I'm like, you, do you know what? You're so close to being a little bit panto, you prick. So
1: the thing with Luther, right? So for people who haven't seen it, I don't understand why you haven't seen it. It's got yourself in it. That alone <laughs> should be a reason to watch it. Um, yeah. So it's. Uh, detective chief chief inspector, uh, John Luther, played by Idris Um, he's working in a serious crime unit. I think they rename it in season two. It's like the serial and serious, or serious and serial, something like that. Um, yep. And I was like, hmm, let's hope they never abbreviate that because that might sound odd. The um, <laughs> but he's uh, he's he's a when it starts is like. His marriage is on the rocks. He has this whole thing where
0: he's like, every time they cut to his apartment, he's in a different. Does he keep it no, 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 it's no? He's like in He's in
1: the same room, but it's just a shithole.
0: It's an absolute oh, shithole. So horrible.
1: Um, like it's worse. It's like ten times worse. Than what we were talking about earlier, where the
0: whole like the yeah. shitty like it's yeah. a, it's a it's a set from a Saw movie. Like it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> this place that he purportedly lives, but in. it's um.
1: The, basically he's he, the only thing that he is good at doing in his life is being a cop. That's kind of the deal with yeah. him. And there was one point he was chasing a serial killer of children or serial abductor. Yes. And they um, the guy legitimately had an accident. But, and you see it. So it's kind of a different approach. You see it yeah. happen and you see the guy have the accident. But because Luther was the only other witness Luther and the cameraman we're the only witnesses to yeah. this. <laughs> Everybody thinks that he did it on, he, like, he actually, like, pushed the guy off the ledge. Pushed him off. But you're kind of yeah. like, but nobody really holds it against them because the guy was a shithead. Like, the, the guy he did it to yeah. was an absolute monster. And you're like, yeah, but he's like, no, I'm innocent. But then he actually does scaldy shit to people.
0: And, and and yeah. people are like, eh. but the re- the whole thing of the the accident and, is what triggers. Us. But he's a fuck. He's a blood. He's a bloodhound. He hunts fucking down everybody in the entire yeah. thing, except for Alice, who he just decides at one point is like, ah, you made it, You probably killed your parents, but it seems like I'm not going to get you. So do you want to just hang out? No, well, like it's the whole thing is they're in love. Like so, in the the, the
1: first proper case that he deals with uh, in the show involves Alice Morgan, and um, yep. a brilliant.
0: De- Presumably Dexter Morgan's I, long lost obviously. cousin.
1: Um, uh, the, a watch you it, a brilliant, uh, the, she's a doctor. She has like two or three PhDs or something like
0: ridiculous. Doctor, flighty, manic pixies yeah. killer. Yeah, girl. yeah. She
1: really takes she, the whole manic pixie
0: girl thing and puts it on its head. But, um, she, she's like, Do you want to make love to me? I always wanted to be a widow. She just comes out with these mad yeah, lines yeah. and she's like, What is so happening? So she's, I always wanted to be a widow. She's someone who, um,
1: someone who watch call it uh, who it's like i thought this was going to be the big mystery for season one and it's not where it starts off yeah. and they arrive at the house and she's panicked and her parents have been both killed and so is the dog and it's like was this a robbery gone wrong or what was this and then he starts to suspect that she's actually the killer she's a psychopath and he like he twigs it and he's like yeah. there's something off with her and as soon as he twinks it she's basically like yeah but you're never gonna prove it she 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 drops drops it instantly and it's so well done like ruth wilson does such a good job um uh, as as morgan like every time she shows up you're like i'm like you have a hundred percent of my attention this uh, the scene is fantastic
0: yeah but she's institutionalized at some point, and instead of being like, "Well, I couldn't get her on one thing," so at least she's there. No, he fucking gets yeah. her again. Well, like so that's so the looter. thing. He falls
1: another there, and then there's the whole thing and others. But like, it's it's about him investigating various crimes, and like that, like the the unit you know, is the serious and serial. So, like bomb threats, um fucking yeah, yeah. like uh, extreme high violence crimes that aren't necessarily murders, but are like
0: severely fucked up. Um, well. I- Whatever way they shoot Idris as well. Like I know he's a big dude, but they make him look like a Hulk in some yes. of the scenes. Like he is he has barely contained power in some of these seasons. Yeah, he's
1: um he he he's a big chap. Um but it's it's like he towers over people. Um how, how he's actually how tall is he? One point eight nine meters. So I mean like he's he's only 6'2". 6'2", yeah. 6'3". six three. I'm one. Um but uh absolute giant in in how he's i think it's just the guys he's standing beside like
0: yeah, yeah they, they put him in those big floors yeah, but it's also like, so like the guy he, comes into a room the, uh
1: the, he's adorable. the guy who works with him for pretty much the the first three seasons is ds ripley warren brown who uh warren brown's an ex-boxer but from what remember, like so he's he's stocky but he's only like five seven or five eight because he was in like um he was a he was a tie boxer so and he was like he's yeah, a yeah. small guy. But because he's really well built from being a professional athlete, that like when he stands but he he looks normal and then you have Elba beside him and Elba yeah. looks fucking giant. Um, but yeah, it's a really good series. There's a bunch of really good car- uh, actors in it. Um obviously it is Elba Ruth Wilson, um Paul McGann shows up in it, another Doctor Who. He shows up in it for like three different seasons. Um Michael Smiley's in it. Smiley, Smiley's like all the way through tires yeah, Benny. He's like yeah. the the computer hacker in the uh he's the, sorry, he's the stoner slash hacker gamer and who works in yeah. the unit. And so the only reason they keep him is because he's good at
0: computers, but other than he's a complete waste. But I will say they this is the one show that's done a hacking right, which is they tell him to do something, and then ages pass, and then he eventually shows up and he has something to yeah. show them. And they didn't show him tap a tap tapping. Presumably he's just scrolling through. Reddit yeah, or, or he's like, like you know it's running in the background. Like I think there's one point they come over
1: to him and yeah. he's gaming, and they're like we're touching to, to do something, and he points at the other screen. And he's like yeah, it, the script is running. Because that's what it's like. He's just like yeah. I don't. To, I, I wrote the script. It does its thing. I don't give a shit. Um. But yeah, there's there's a. Der uh, Derm Irish actor, really good. He's the um, hmm. the guy in charge of, or like the guy above Luther, and he's re- it's really well played. Earlier on, you're like, sure, mm, does he actually like Luther? Is he trying to set him up? And, yeah. But it's just he's this guy who he, he, he if he's given a job, he does the job, and in a way, he's actually quite yeah. similar to
0: Luther. Exactly. And he does such a good casting choice because there's this thing where he comes in and you're obviously on Luther's side because you've you've been with Luther this whole time. And when he comes it's in, that like, it's, not like even, it's not even that
1: you're on his side. Like,
0: it's Idris Elba. He played a drug dealer
1: and everyone was still on his side in The Wire. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: But it, when when they get, the dude comes in and is like, you know, I'm I'm watching you. You're like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. And you're but intellectually, you're like, he's so like Luther. He's like everything. It's just that I met him second. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you could have
1: been the other way around, and you'd have been like, cool, okay. So 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 we're on a, yeah, we're it. on Shank side here. This is cool. But it, it's yeah. um, so it was five uh, five seasons, twenty episodes total. But not each season is the same length. So it's kind of like. Mm. A season is as long as it needs to be to tell the story, uh, which again, it just yeah. seems to be a defining thing of these English. Now, granted, I say said, said that like about the previous one as well, and we obviously compared it to CSI, which is like 26 episodes a season. But then there is the bill, yeah. And the bill is an English one that yeah, it just goes exactly. out that that has run for eternity at this point. Like I, they, like the like John Logie Baird built the TV and then he turns it on and the bill was halfway through its second episode. Like that's <laughs> that's how long the bill has been running. But
0: yeah, I will say for a point towards CSI, I think is that because they're doing so many episodes, they can just do wacky shit in terms of format. And they have there's like an episode with Taylor Swift that's told in reverse insanely and then they give Tar- uh, Tarantino two episodes they did, they which did a Rashomon, real edgy they did, did a Rashomon
1: stuff. episode as well where it's yeah, like they, they, right. they're <laughs> interviewing the different people because there's a problem with some of the the evidence so they have to interview people and, yeah. they, and it's at a wedding and everybody's giving different uh accounts yeah, of what yeah. happened um and I have to say like like obviously i'd recommend going and watching luther it is very good it's five seasons in now and there's even like a i think it was three or four years between season 4 and season 5 it the whole thing was just like yeah. no time has passed and they don't just do time has passed by going okay we're back you know four months after the end of the previous yeah, season yeah. and
0: now everybody... now he's living on the coast and he's started that was that was season
1: 4 but it was like and that was because of something major that happens that i don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't watched it but yeah, yeah. then there's a whole um between season four and season five, there was a four-year gap, and there was actually a four-year gap. Um, yep. So that one was kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a way of doing like, again, this whole thing. It's, with BBC; they can just do stuff like you've seen it in Sherlock. Well, they'll do a few episodes and then just leave it, and then do a few, and then yeah, yeah. It. it's like oh, mate, here's a one-off, leave it. Um, so it makes it an event when it comes back. Yes, though. and and I I. I went through a stage of love when We mentioned Sherlock, and we've kind of not mentioned them specifically in this because that whole TV series has its own set of problems. If anyone wants to <laughs> wants to know them Very much more uh, succinctly than I can put, is check out H. guy's video of Sherlock is terrible and here's why, because um, he does break I agree with everything one, like, down.
0: Nine, nine out of ten points about um idea.
1: Why? What's the one you don't agree with?
0: he keeps using the word queer baiting, And I was like, I just don't, I like the idea that people every so often, you just do one and you go, let's make this one a bit gayer than it needs to be. It's like, there's not a lot of really ridiculously gay stuff out there. And frankly, it's the shit that people would be just like putting fan theories about on Reddit. I actually think that stuff has then been like, nah, nah. let's, that's a particular the, kind the, of fan service. we like, let's give the people there, what they want. Like
1: the, if Benedict Cumberbatch and, um, my brain is just farted uh, on his name yeah. now oh scott uh andrew scott no well i just got a bit but also l- but also, l- yeah l- martin freeman if these people weren't hmm. like cinema actors and you know incredibly well cut or good looking and all the rest it wouldn't be like queer baiting it'd be like yeah it's just it's a uh, two people who like they don't like each other but they respect each other or they're two people who are friends in yeah. spite of in spite of everything yeah. like everybody has a friend who they're like there's no reason why i should like this person they, they, their beliefs are horrible they're an absolute dick but i'm mates at them because i've known them for years and we just got along really well <laughs> like yeah that's kind of what a lot of it is but people are just put projecting onto it because they're like oh i'm attracted to him and i'm attracted to him so this is queer baiting They
0: well they, they literally do it as one of the the theories about how he survived and it just shows better to go right and I just yeah, got just That was the thing, they were taking the piss case. out of it. And then they yeah. smash cut.
1: And I was like, exactly. That's yeah. perfect. But anyway, but anyway, anyway, yeah, Sherlock <laughs> has his whole issues. But it's similar to that in with uh, Luther, they do kind of like they do a few episodes, then they'll leave it, and then they bring it back when they think yeah. it's And um, which I kind of prefer because it's like we will make the next season when we have content good enough for the next season rather than fuck it let's just spin the wheels for half a season and see what comes up like that because you see that in a lot of the more kind of american procedurals where there's just like you get a a room where you're like yeah kind of got a bit weak in the middle of season five and or in the case of lost it got weak uh, from seasons two to seven like
0: (laughs) oh you you can see it if they're like you refer to it with american shows like that's the actor strike year because they have to put this stuff out or this is the writer strike or this is the whatever strike there's just these whole series there's an entire year of series where like 10 different shows all had a real weak end of like second half of their yeah. season I,
1: I i just i just want to point out because there is something that we i don't think we touched on that is relevant i know we were saying the american version fancier glitzier yeah. more popcorn there will be two exceptions to that in that the law and order series which is one of the longest running series in tv they tend mm. not to go for the ridiculous the, the crimes can be yeah. are quite they're the shit you would read about in the newspaper but not on fucking the first two pages like they're not like shit headlined it's like that was kind of fucked up it was kind of sad but it happened um, specifically yeah. uh, SVU I think it was or criminal criminal intent mm. the one that had yeah. SVU is the real rough one yeah no no it's not that it's, um, it's the one that had Vincent DiMafriona special victims unit Because that actually had, and like, while all the Law and Orders did do character arcs to some degree, his character was just, I could watch it all day. Like, that, it's, a lot of people know, it's weird, people think, you know, oh yeah, yeah, they're watching like the Netflix Daredevil show and they're like, that's your man from Full Metal Jacket. What else was he in? 16 seasons of this amazing TV show where he plays one of the most interesting characters in television. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I just don't watch that show, so I'm not aware that he was doing it for like a decade and a half. Um, but the other one is True Crime. Uh, sorry, True Detective. True Detective yes, is the American so, version of those type of of Broadchurch, of Luther, of that kind of. We are going to tell yeah. a, a story, and we're going to tell it incredibly well. And I know a lot of people didn't like season two. I like season two. Season
0: three, I haven't got around to watching yet. It is on my list. Um, have you have you seen The Sinner? No which is the one with um oh i can't think of his name but uh that's very good that is basically an, a, another american take on um uh yeah. on that british format um, where it's bill pullman as the police officer and again separated from his wife clearly has some uh some bad shit in the past and people are alluding to like he's been brought onto this case because he's been involved in a similarly tragic case and you're like oh god yeah. what was that but it's uh, the opening episode of that shows the crime, shows it happening. So you now have all the information you need about the crime. You know exactly who's involved, you know exactly what happened. Um, And it's just teasing apart everything that led up to that and like everything that's going on in that small town and the tragic lives of everyone involved. And it's like the first season is so well done. It's so well put together. Um, Second season's good. And then third season, uh, the killer is very obviously this white guy and it just loses some of the steam because in the first and second one it is the eight is an atypical killer that makes you go interesting why why would that person kill like why would uh but yeah the sinner is a ridiculously good show where they're basically taking that and saying how how would something like this happen how would this tragic thing happen and who is the kind of person who could figure it out and in season three is like a white guy killed someone. You're like, <laughs> you are like, Because you a Yeah, and it's really it is really nice to see the the Nordic ones bleeding into the British ones, the British ones bleeding into the American ones, and like yeah, it is cool seeing how they are all feeding into each other. I've even seen British ones where like they've got the glass uh, screens in the. Uh, the room where they're all putting it and they're putting up photos and they're drawing things and they start doing a real quick cut montage of like all the clues we had to date <laughs> and it's not quite the holograms but they're basically doing <laughs> a little bit of CSI
1: <laughs> the budget English version
0: they do, they do it really well in A Touch of Cloth which is the Charlie Brooker written one where he's taking the piss out of all the British procedures, no. have you seen that? I, I,
1: I didn't realise oh, he'd written a, a police procedural piss he,
0: he did two seasons, it's your man um, he's in loads of stuff oh him uh yes uh the the uh john Hanna is in it as the main guy uh john uh, richard cloth or whatever his name is and they keep making puns out of his name but uh the opening credits is just him turning towards camera while being starkly rimlit but it's just the same shot of him turning to camera over and over again at different sizes on the screen while they play dramatic music uh and like it's it's nearly like airplane. they're seeing how much ridiculous bullshit they can put into uh the scenes at any given time. and like the first death they find is an old man who's been killed, but his uh d c i is detective Sandra Oldman, Oldman, so he keeps going this old man, yes, oldman, oldman, and they like bounce around uh and one of the scenes they go into they're like, um like what should we do here? He's like, it's the strangest thing. We keep finding these little numbers everywhere. And he holds up one of those things you see at crime scenes where it's like the little, uh, oh, like the little tiny chalkboard with the number one on it, where they put down all the clues. He's like, we just found them all over the house. I don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I like the, I like it's the funny. fact that so yeah.
1: for people who don't get what the reference is, I, I'd never heard that before. The name, like um, a touch of frost was a long running yes crime uh, show. With um, David Jason, wasn't it? Of Only Fields and Horses. Yes. Um, and the I'm, I'm looking at the names here on Touch Frost. Touching cloth is you're on the verge of shooting yourself. You're right on the yep. edge of it. As in, I haven't put my pants, but I'm about to touch cloth. <laughs> you're 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 very yes. dogging
0: it A Little turtle head <laughs> sticking out like. Uh,
1: I'm looking okay. at the names, my Jack Cloth, line from... Anne Oldman, Tom Boss, who is the Assistant <laughs> Chief Constable,
0: of course. Um, yeah. He goes, you're going to bring something to the table. And he goes, well, he goes, bring it to the table, Cloth. Uh, <laughs> Just and then there's like, the
1: I'm assuming she's the, like, the newest person on the team, Karen Gillan's in it, as yeah. Kerry Newblood.
0: Yeah. But my my favorite line in it, and again, it's that airplane style humor, is like, he's sitting there with a scotch, and he goes... Well, I'm not laughing. I haven't laughed since my wife died, and she's sitting across from me going, "Why did you laugh when your wife died?" (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. But um, but yeah, Uh, yeah. So if we if we were to wrap up, what's what would be your comment on the CSI stuff? I
1: think Uh, I think it's. I mean, like the CSI effect aside. And it's weird. I'm not a huge fan of CSI itself, but I do like a lot of the shows that it was influenced by. Like CSI, yeah. kind of was part of the reason why they made. Um. I said it earlier. The my brain's just farting. I mean, uh, Criminal Minds, that was part of like, okay, yeah, yeah. like there's actually a big reaction to this procedural stuff. Let's go for it. Um, Criminal Minds, and um, the uh, you know, Dexter. Shame they never went past season five. But there we are um i know but like shows like that i think it's i think have you know when they when they either go more into it it's weird because csi was the one that inspired a lot of things to me it feels kind of generic you know in that weird chicken and egg kind of scenario it's like i've watched criminal minds where they really go all in on like serial killers and lunatics like that and then you see csi and they're like yeah it's just it's a guy who shot someone and you're like it doesn't feel like it's you know um and then, like, or like with with Dexter, where it's like it's taken from the other angle. That said, I yeah. I, I do think that it like, I, I I'm not one of these people who like looks down. on it. I know a lot of people who who did that. They're like, oh, it's just it's trash. It's, it's I'm like, it's well, it's not. I mean, like it's well, you know, yes, there and and like even today, yes, there are an awful lot of shitters working in law enforcement in America, an awful lot of them. But. There are people who are there who are doing their jobs are like these people who are like, Yes, I'm a crime scene investigator. I'm not a cop. I am a scientist. I am trying to figure yeah. out what did the what the bad guy did and who the bad guy was. I don't give a shit what people think happened. I need the I, proof. And it's like, yeah, that's actually how your entire legal system should work. It should be down to proof. Yes. It should be down to what you can prove, not what you like, you know. I got a hunch that it's this guy. He looks shady. What you mean he looks black? Yeah. Is that it? that's what it is in American i'm <laughs> yeah. sorry if they're if they're you, 9-11 it's like oh does he does he look does he yeah. look like he's from the middle east
0: it's just it's it is still very idealized and there's never cops showing up who put pressure on them because it's like well we need a conviction on this guy so we need you to uh we need you to actually just find in this yeah. direction uh and there, there's loads of things like that where things like bite marks and fiber or hair hair matching and things like that since then have come out and people are like you know these are not like as scientifically accurate as one would one would hope to yeah. get these convictions but luckily in the show the person always admits it yeah and it. i mean like it's,
1: got me. i mean that's the thing a lot of people as well they have this perception from watching court dramas and stuff that circumstantial evidence is not something that you can submit where it's a lot of cases rely on it or like you're not allowed to ask you're not I mean, allowed to ask leading questions it's like no no you're encouraged to ask leading questions that's how you trick them into saying yeah. stuff like that's how you tricked them into admitting there's, there's, guilt <laughs> that is the whole point of cross-examining yeah. people is to ask them leading questions yeah.
0: um, i i think with csi my final word on it was it scratches that itch anyway it scratches that morbid itch and i think the, the if it didn't exist the alternative would have been 24-hour news cycle or some real politically charged bullshit. i'm so glad csi come out and they're like let's just have people solve yeah it's, uh, like murders and this mere fictional it's, it's puzzles
1: for people to figure out which i like um the yeah. there isn't there's elements to it that are just kind of meh but like they gotta you know like i said in america everything is driven by ratings and how much advertising revenue you can generate they don't have the luxury that the likes of the bbc do and that type of thing um to be able to just be like this show is as long as it is it's the number of episodes that it is that's it and just kind of let it run
0: i i think that's where uh luckily it hasn't happened with Luther and rogers but i think that's where that style of thing would fall down where with some of the nordic ones and with the sinner if there's a season where you just don't like the case like with csi if you don't like the case fuck it it'll be. yeah well that's kind of, i think that's like, what happened so-
1: with um with season two of True Detective for a lot of people, and again from HBO, they're in the a yeah. similar position to the BBC. They so they have their subscription model, and because people are subscribing, they can go, okay, well, this is how long this this series is going to be. It's going to be ten episodes, and that's it. Um, and it's going to be more focused, and it's going to be higher production quality, and yada yada yada. That that type of thing is yep. um it is it, like I think a lot of people they just didn't identify or didn't like the setting. For the second one because obviously with the second season they had to do something different it's an anthology series for a start mm. um but yeah i think it was just either this whole thing of like involving the mob and this kind of you know fucking loser of a cop um and all the rest it's like well they're just not getting it into it as as much as the the two lunatic cops that we had in
0: season one um i I just need, a, I need to see a cop show where the main guy isn't a loner. Like, he just... He so, actually, they did that in Fringe. we mentioned that already where it starts off with Olivia and her boyfriend and her, her fiancé. Like The two of them are very close. I was just looking at them for him, just going, you're not going to last. <laughs> you're, not, you're, you, you, you're someone's motivation. You don't get to do it. Because he wasn't lighter. the Boom! And he's gone. Yeah. He was just a wax chest, square jaw dude. And I was like, nah, you don't get to hang around yeah.
1: But it's... I mean, like that's the thing. It's a... Uh... The, I think part of it is that they they need to. I think part of the reason why a lot of those shows are written like that is because the person is meant to feel like they're the the, the partner. The viewer is oh, always yeah, yeah. the person who's coming along with this. So, um, and then like it allows you to like they can show the conflict, but you know the story that the other person involved in the conflict doesn't know, and then you're like, oh, okay, and it's, it's to kind of give the the. Yeah. I don't know if it's an attempt to make the viewer feel superior. Or if it's more just that it's, like, you don't want the viewer doubting the character of the main character. Like, as in their actual personal character. Yes. You don't want them to be like, oh, this guy's a shithead. It's like, or if they're, yeah. they are a shithead, we're going to show you how they are, and we're going to very carefully craft it. Well, so, yeah.
0: It also really, it just absolutely defines the stakes. It's like, if this person is all consumed with this, this is their life. It's like, yeah, yeah they're, they're not going to get con- go off into something else. This isn't going to be one of those cases where it just didn't get solved we didn't have the time to put into it. You're just sitting there going, I really want there to be a resolution and this guy's going to, this guy's going to bring it to me because look at him, look at him, he's killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Him. It's great.
1: I think there's value to both yeah. styles. I mean, if, it, 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 sometimes you do need the stuff that's more single episode throwaway because, uh, particularly with crime stuff because the crime stuff can be quite heavy. So like just, yeah. if it's the type of thing of, yeah, like one week we have like, Oh, there's this fucked up serial killer, and the next week it's like, yeah, it's this kind of slightly wacky episode, and it just kind
0: of yeah helps break the tone. And um, this one takes place in a casino, and we get to learn about how all the the pit bosses work and exactly, yeah. dealers and stuff Yeah, like, kind it's, of fun. it yeah. does kind of like play it off, and
1: I mean, I have to say about CSI, Las Vegas is an inspired choice because every weird thing in the world happens there. So,
0: yep, yep, if. If they find a subculture online where they're like, oh, these people dress up like this extinct bird. This and Irish farmer wants to be. And someone bee- died. Um... <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, that'll be the place that it happens. And it means they can justify any celebrity who walks yeah. off the set. They're like, yeah, they're, they're doing in Vegas," they're doing And it's like,
1: why, why are this group of people here? Yeah. It's a convention. That's, that's literally all they have yeah. to do to, to drive it. And that alone can, like... That also allows them to constantly rotate stuff in and out. It's like, how do you not know about these people? They're they're, they're in your town all the time. It's like, no, they're in they're in the town for one weekend a year, and then they're gone. There's no yeah. like wave. Oh, we got to contact not- fucking such and such. Blah. that's
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, not like the town of Midsummer, which has a dwindling population after every single episode. Another another person's that's been killed ass. in Midsummer, again. Uh, but, uh, uh, cool, I. I like the idea that we argued both sides and pretty, like. Well, we didn't have we didn't have a stake in either, both. but we had a stake in both.
1: Like it was, it yeah. wasn't like before where I picked my favorite, right. you pick your favorite, and like fuck you, I'm right. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll go back to that. I, I still we'll think to we need a third again, person. Uh, yes, yeah. we have to get someone else around so we can have a third person to basically come in and be like, no, no, fucking either or. They bring in they bring in their topic of like, I have I want to talk about X and I am offering up Exhibit A, and then we have to come up with a counter for it. Uh, one of us has to come up with a mm. counter, the other person has to be the, 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 the decider. So,
0: yeah, that that might work. I like it. <laughs> uh, cool. Good stuff. Cheers, everyone. Uh, check out Crafty Peaks on YouTube. Check out Braxafen on Twitch. Uh, stay safe out there. Take okay, care, guys. Have a good one.